Well, this is most interesting. So I've got my, I've got my, you know, my, my ticket wallet, my Apple wallet, which is a great feature. I, you know, I love Samsung phones. I just bought my second Samsung. I bought a Samsung phone back in 2019, really for no purpose other than I, I should have just bought a camera, but I wanted like, I thought, oh, these are such nice phones. I like big phones. Samsung makes a good big phone. And then they came out with that fold, but then they took it off the market because it was not doing what it was getting. It was breaking and it was just not, not good. And this was years ago. I remember Mark Cuban on Jim Rome's podcast talking about the fold. And I was like, wow, how do you even get one of those? And they got rid of it. And then they came back and they said, okay, we fixed it. We're good. It's a good phone now. Hmm. And it is. Ugh. You know what? This pizza. I don't think this pizza. That's bad pizza. All right. Anyway, I'm a big fan of uh, Samsung Galaxies. I like the Fold. I like the Galaxy Note S. Whatever the. The one thing I hate is Samsung has the worst names. It's like Mercedes, like trying to like. Oh, I've got the. The GLE 450, uh, the GLC 450, and the GLE 350, and the GLC 300, and the 450. Can't you? You know, you know why I know all the names of the Toyota cars? There's not that many, and they all have names. They just have names. Corolla, Camry, RAV, Highlander, Tundra, Sienna, Forerunner, Prius. Her cell. <laughs> I don't think that, I don't think they've made that one in quite some time. I think Alf was still on the air the last time you could buy a Toyota Tercel. And understandably so, what a stupid name. Anyways, the thing I love about the iPhone, I'm always going to be an iPhone. That's always going to be my primary phone. At this point, it's been so long and so much of my stuff. I'm just, you know, I'm 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 rooted in Apple. Like you can't, it just can't happen where I could just make the full switch. But I love Samsung's so much, just not enough to have it as a primary phone. But I love I love the the the, the fold. I think the flip is a cool thing too. Like I, you know, that's if I were like a teenager, that's I don't know. That seems like a phone, like a good like teenage girls kind of phone, because it looks it looks like a anyway. Um, doesn't matter. It looks like a makeup thing, you know, like a compact kind of thing. But it's a phone. It flips open, and the fold is cool because it's like you have a it's a phone, but then if you if you unfold it, it's like you've got a tablet. It's just great. Anyway, the thing I love about Apple and the many reasons I, Apple will always be my main phone is, yeah, all my photos, the photo stream. It's just it's interconnected with all my other Apple devices. It just doesn't make any sense to switch to a different primary phone. I think I'll probably always have a Samsung, you know, every few years of some kind, just fucking waste money. And, uh, and you know, I like their phone. One of the big things I and I know Samsung has the Samsung wallet. I'm sure the Samsung wallet is great. I haven't used it. I don't really care that much. 
But I just, I love the Apple wallet. And uh, also Samsung's still kind of suck as far as like the face recognition and like the quick unlock. You have to really be in like the right lighting situations. There's too many times where that little circle is just spinning around and like, and face not recognized. Like, come on. Hey, there's your food, Toby. All right, it's 1230. That must mean it's 1230. A little, a little lunch for my little special little furball. Anyways, my whole point is I just saw a notification from Apple Wallet. It's, uh, as I may have mentioned, I bought a ticket, just ticket for one. <laughs> the kids are no longer interested. And uh, to, <sighs> to take my mind off the sound of my heart shattering into a million pieces that my kids no longer have any interest in going into any wrestling shows at all. Uh, and I said, well, the Survivor Series is coming to Boston. And God damn it, I'm going to go see the Survivor Series. And that's cool because it's like, yeah, it's a big paper. It's one of their big pay-per-view events. So you would assume a lot of the main players on the roster would be there. The Roman Reigns and, you know, maybe even the Brock Lesnar's and, you know, all these guys. Rey Mysterio, hopefully it'd be nice to see Rey Mysterio. You know, nice to see Bailey and Asuka. And, uh, anyway, uh, well, I just got a notification from Apple Wallet through Ticketmaster that says uh, it's a, the event has changed. I'm like, uh-oh, what the fuck is this? It's not Survivor Series. It's now called WWE Survivor Series War Games. Holy fucking shit. They're bringing back war games, and it's not... They've had war games in WWE for a while, but it's only been an NXT match. War games was a WCW match long ago, up until the late 90s or, you know, maybe 2000. I don't even know. I don't think they had it in 2000. Anyways, then WCW went out of business, bought by Vince McMahon, and in classic Vince McMahon fashion, because of his ego he didn't take any of the wcw matches or products or pay-per-views or anything that had a pretty solid loyal following he didn't do anything you know it would have been like why how about halloween now you can just have the october pay-per-view can just be halloween havoc how about that but i get it because if you start like changing your pay-per-views to the names of wcw pay-per-views in Vince McMahon's mind, it's like, well, we're admitting that their pay-per-views were better than our pay-per-views, and now we're going to, what are we going to have, Starcade and War Games and Bash at the Beach and all? No. So I get it, but geez, at least, can't you just have something? Okay. So when Triple H was running NXT, he brought back War Games. And War Games and WCW, it was two, steel ca- two rings, two steel cages, kind of a weird concept, but also a lot of fun because then there's... It's got elements of Survivor Series, elements of the Royal Rumble, elements of a Battle Royal, tag match, cage match, all in one thing. And they would have some pretty fun. It, was, it, it very much had the same feel as the Survivor Series, except it was cool because there was just one War Games match. And so you looked for the first one that I watched was Dusty Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes and... Was it the Nasty Boys against uh, all these like redneck guys? Like I don't know, was it Terry Funk and Buckhouse Bunk and 
funky funk. I don't remember. I, you'd think I remember at this point. Anyway, uh, boy, I really I'm, I'm doing a bad job remembering that stuff. Uh, but I always liked the match. Triple H a few years ago uh, resurrected the match for the first time in almost 20 years. He brought it back, but it was exclusively on the NXT shows. So once a year, they'd have an NXT TakeOver War Games, and I think it was the one that was during Survivor Series weekend. So it was kind of cool. Like, all right, well, it'd be neat if we had War Games at the Survivor Series, but we're getting it. the fact that we're getting it at all on NXT, and they would bring, it's kind of neat. Like NXT would be the place where they would have NXT in your house, like old 90s in your house pay-per-view. NXT, I feel like they had an NXT Halloween Havoc or something. I, I could be wrong. Uh, but the fact of the matter is I always enjoyed war games, two rings, two, you know, and and then a big, a big steel cage over the two rings. It wasn't two, it was one big cage over two rings and you'd have two guys, you know, teams of four or five, you'd have two guys start out and then they'd go at it for a while. And then, uh, you know, there'd be a countdown clock and you know, somebody's getting some help. Somebody's now going to be double teamed. And then the next countdown clock goes on and you hope that, you know, that person who's being double teamed is going to get their tag team partner to come out or it might not be. It might be your opponent's team and then it could be three on one. So it's almost like a reverse Survivor Series, but Royal Rumble in the sense that you're having a countdown and guys entering the ring and guys get a limit. Actually, I don't know. It's not always elimination. I always thought War Games was elimination. I feel like it was first fall. I feel like it's going back and forth. That sometimes it's been elimination and sometimes it hasn't. I could be wrong on that. Uh, but nevertheless, I always enjoyed it. And they had some all-star teams, especially in like the NWO days where WCW was just buying every <laughs> every wrestler they could find. And you'd have like, you know, Hall and Nash and those guys on one team. And then you'd have like Sting and Lex Luger and these guys on another team. And I think one year they had three teams. Uh, anyway, it was always just good fun. Just a good, chaotic, unpredictable mess of a match. And I always really, really enjoyed it. And they brought it back in, in NXT, and I enjoyed watching it in NXT. Even though I still have, I think I still have a couple that I haven't seen yet. And that was always fun. And uh, And then I just got this notification that said, Survivor Series is now, your ticket is no longer for Survivor Series, your ticket is now for WWE Survivor Series colon War Games. And now I'm very excited. I was like, I was kind of stoked, just like, wow, it's my first big four pay-per-view that I'm going to see live. I've never seen a, a Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series live, or King of the Ring, which is that's when they had the big five, but there isn't there. They haven't had King of the ring pay-per-view in a long time, which I also hope is something that they bring back. Just bring it back. Have King of the ring, queen of the ring on the same pay-per-view. You have the semifinal matches for the men's semifinals for the women's finals for the men's and women's. And then in between you throw in, uh, you know, three or four additional matches, uh, that are not tournament, you know, title match or a big feature match or whatever. Uh, I miss King of the Ring because it was different. A one-night tournament. That's fun. Anyway, uh, so I was excited enough because I got like a floor seat 
I don't know how good it's going to be, but it's certainly different than any seat I've ever had. And I was excited just to be like, hey, this is great, Survivor Series. Now it's Survivor Series War Games, which means there's going to be a big tag team match, and it's going to take place inside the War Games. The two rings are going to... I mean, this is crazy. This is... I don't know if they're going to have the two rings, or maybe they'll just keep it at one, one ring. I don't know. Either way, I'm very excited, and I can't wait to go to Survivor Series. I also just yesterday, I purchased a t- ticket for one. I mean, I guess that's the good thing. Like, I guess I shouldn't be complaining. My kids, my kids ran out of uh, interest in seeing wrestling events. So that, that SmackDown from 2020 is probably, uh, that might be the last one that we all attend together. I hope not. It'd be nice if I could get them to go to something at some point. I'm sure I will. But for the time being, they're like, yeah, no, we don't, we're good. We don't need to go see wrestling anymore. <laughs> So, but you know what? That's good because uh, the money that I would have spent on two additional tickets, and now I can put that towards buying a an even better ticket for me. And it increases the chances of me being able to go because now I'm not spending, you know, it's a, it's three times the amount of money, obviously, if you have to go, uh, if it's you and, and if it's three people going versus one person going. And uh, so that means I have the op- the option to not just go to Survivor Series but to AEW. And they're coming uh, November 7th or 9th or something like that. So November's shaping up to be a fun little – this is going to be an interesting because I've never, I've never gone to AEW and WWE in the same month. So I'm very excited. Yeah, the beginning of November on a and it's November and I'm I'm kind of thinking my contract right now ends in September 30th. However, that was based on an original go live date of August. The new go live date is October whatever, which means my contract will at least probably be extended until the end of October. If so, if it ends if my contract ends on October 31st, that means I'm probably going to have a little time to rest. If possible, I may even take all of November and all of December off. <laughs> and that's good because I have a lot of shit planned in November. And one of those is going to see AEW Dynamite on a Wednesday. And I also feel that, I mean, surely we'll get MJF and we'll get all the, you know, all Jericho and Brian Danielson and Britt Baker. And hopefully maybe Adam Cole will be back by then. He'll be healed up. Uh, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega will hopefully be back. I mean, that's almost two months from now. So I would imagine that that suspension will be lifted by the time we get to November. They can't keep their top stars off of television uh, for that long. And honestly, I still believe this to be a huge, huge work. I really do. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like this is... Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I just I feel like that's not I feel like they're playing off of what people think CM Punk is like. Uh we'll see. I hope I'm right. Uh which could be great because then on that on that Wednesday in November at the Aganis Arena uh in Boston, that means you could have I would think certainly Kenny Omega and the Bucks will be there and maybe even CM Punk. I don't even give a shit. 
it's just it's always fun to go see AEW. I mean, the last two weeks have been AEW without those four guys, and it's still been very fun to watch. Great matches, great, and the thing this week should be really exciting at uh, at Arthur Ashe, the big title match and all that. And you'd think MJF would cash in that thing and win the title to close. I mean, it's long. I. I I feel like there's no way that this is not going to end with MJF as the world champion, but we'll see. Uh, either way, that's going to be fun, and hopefully if my contract's over on uh, October 31st, then that means I don't have any anywhere to be the next day except to take the kids to school, so that'll be great, so I won't care if I get home late, you know, if I have to get up and take the kids to school bright and early, so what? That's an hour of my day, and then I come home and I nap. <laughs> um, either way, either way, even if I am still on a, on a contract with the same place, the project will be over by then, so it, it would be hopefully a fairly, fairly easy. You know, we'll be on easy street at that point to some degree. Yeah, so I'm excited, man, because, yeah, we got, the, we got the AEW coming up and then the Survivor Series War Games the Saturday after Thanksgiving and something else. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to go back. <laughs> I'm such a fucking nerd. I'm going back to the Star Trek tour because William Shatner is going to be there in, I think it's November 19th. It's a Saturday. Uh, so we're, I think we're all going to, we're all planning to go back to, uh, well, I don't even know for all plan. I I don't know what the plan. Yeah, I think the whole we're gonna do a, something a, at least go out for the. I, I don't know, but anyway, I'm gonna go back to the stupid Star Trek tour and take the Star Trek tour again, and then get my <laughs> get my picture taken with William Shatner. Uh, there's like I don't. There's not a lot of celebrities I care all that much about meeting. Uh, but for, I don't know what my fascination is. It's fucking. It's William Shatner. Now they have a they have a whole separate tier where you could actually take the Star Trek set tour with William Shatner, which I would love because he's the, on the tour and he's talking about all the stuff and he's giving his own. I mean, it's fucking. It's Captain Kirk. You're walking through the USS Enterprise with Captain Kirk. Ah, uh, come on. But that motherfucking thing, that ain't they're not giving that one away for free. <laughs> they're not giving anything away for free, but I mean, just going on a regular tour is actually very reasonable for four people. It's like 65 bucks. And even the even, you know, getting to meet William Shatner and uh I get a picture with him and an autograph or something, whatever my in the package that I selected. Oh, but man, that's like God damn, I wonder could I could I call them and be like, "Yeah, you know what? Can I just upgrade and have the tour with <laughs> I'm not going to do that though. It's way that's terrible. But my one of my best friends, his parents, his mom, uh my auntie Anne was a huge is a huge Star Trek fan. She watched the original series in college, loved it, and they, I th- I guess for her birthday my uncle Ron got her, you know, they went, I think back in July when Shatner was there, they went up and they did the tour with 
Shatner as part of the tour. So you get to meet him. You get to walk around. He's telling you stories about shit and breaking, sitting in the chairs that no one's supposed to that say, please do not touch. This is like a museum. Don't touch anything. And then Shatner's like, ah, I'll just plop myself down here in the uh, Dr. McCoy's hospital bed. Ah, this is my old captain's quarters. I'll sit at my old chair because I'm William fucking Shatner. And what are you going to do, do about it? Because uh, when, we, when we took the tour back in August, the tour guide was very nice, very knowledgeable, very friendly and fu- great dude. And he was telling – he was showing us all the stuff, <laughs> all the stuff that William Shatner has broken <laughs> – I said, this guy's a menace. Why do you keep having him back? I know he's Captain Kirk, but geez, you know, eventually William, eventually you're not going to have Captain Kirk. He's going to, you know, Shatner's 90, whatever. He's not going to be around forever. And neither is any of this shit. But once he's gone, if you have a bunch of broken Star Trek stuff, what, you know, what good is it? Obviously he's not going in there trashing the set. It's minor things. But uh, yeah, Shatner did, uh, he's, he's, he's broken some shit. Uh, so anyways, so November is, uh, and that's why I really, it would be okay with me if they only extended my contract until the end of October. And then I have November to just play around and do nothing. And frankly, if I could do that in December too, I'd be, I'd be okay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. Uh, but in any event, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking ahead to, to the coming months and we got some basketball games coming up and a hockey game coming up. The only thing we don't have is a football game. Cause that is just, man, those tickets are f- so fucking expensive. Even when the Patriots are terrible, everybody still wants to go see these assholes. And there was part of me, uh, the, 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 the you know, it's like, uh, what, what, what's so, you know, I, I always thought like, okay, this is because you're seeing, you know, you're seeing the six-time champs, and you got Brady, and you got Gronk, and you got at any point in time. I mean, up until two years ago, anytime you went to a Patriots home game, with the exception of the, the 08 season when Brady was out injured uh, after Game One against Kansas City. Other than that, if you're going to a Patriots home game <laughs> from what <laughs> for the last 20 years up until 2019. Uh, season, you're going to see Tom Brady out on the field. And now it's just like, uh, who are you even, who's even on the field? And and I guess that's a good, that's what you want. If you're, if you're the Kraft family, Uh, you know, there'll be a lot of, there's probably a lot of sports franchises where the big star quarterback would leave and, uh, you know, the seats would not be jam packed every week. The ticket sales would not be as strong. And I guess that's a good thing for the Patriots brand because the tickets are just as expensive <laughs> as anything I've ever seen. And uh, now we're still very close to the last Super I mean, it was only the 2018 season. That's not that long ago. Uh, that's four years ago, the last time uh, they won a Super Bowl, and that was in 2019. I got to see the per- – which was really like when I think about it now, it's like, oh, my God, that was – that really was the end of the dynasty. That was the end of an era. Um, yes, Brady would come back the following season, uh, but not every, you know, Gronk retired, well, retired for a little bit and then came back to play with Tommy down there in Florida, win another Super Bowl. Uh, 
But it was really, yeah, getting to see all those guys together on those uh, parade boats, you know, the duck boats and all that shit. Uh, it was pretty exciting. And and the last time you'd see that, the last time you'd see, uh, you know, Brady holding up a, it wouldn't be the last time you'd see him holding up the Lombardi trophy, but it would be the last time in Boston that you'd see it. So it's kind of cool. Um, it was just like one bonus. Like, yeah, let's just do one more Super Bowl victory. Okay, let's go beat the the young up-and-coming Rams who would go on to win the Super Bowl a few years later in this past uh, against against Cincinnati, which, by the way, I saw a thing. Who's What's the most disappointing NFL team so far? It has to be the Bengals, right? It has to be. They're playing in the goddamn Super Bowl last year. And, uh, well, let's just say they're not playing in the Super Bowl this year. I had them beating Pittsburgh last week. That that didn't happen. And then I believe uh, I had them beating Dallas, which came close, but it didn't happen. They're 0-2. So how do you look at Cincinnati and not say that that's the most disappointing team? So far, there's others, I guess. Uh, I don't know. You could point, you know, the Rams maybe had a disappointing start getting clobbered by Buffalo. But anyway, anyways, I'm just very excited because Survivor Series is now Survivor Series War Games. That is very, very interesting and very, very exciting. And I cannot wait. And yeah. Uh, it's uh, I'm, I'm very I'm very happy about this, and I really hope that there's I hope that between now and Survivor Series there's some more uh, some some names returning to WWE. There's a lot of rumors that Bray Wyatt may be on his way back. I think a lot of you know you're seeing a lot of returns already of wrestlers who uh, either left when their contract expired. Or they were let go during, you know, during COVID, during, a, you know, they had mass uh, cuts in the talent roster and things like that. And I hope that continues because they had such a good roster and Vince really didn't do anything with a lot of those in- insanely, t- like, I was looking at this as like today's version of the new generation, where in the 90s you had the young up-and-comers you never really heard of before the but uh, you know the diesels and razor ramones and and the people that you did know, know who are now breaking out and becoming major stars bret hart sean michaels those kind of guys owen hart you know and uh and i thought we were gonna get kind of we kind of did with some but like yeah it's just just didn't didn't get going in the direction that i hoped it would where we would see wrestlemanias that didn't have uh, you know, we would just not see the one time like, oh, this one's coming back for one more match and, you know, no more Goldberg and no more, you know, all these guys coming back. And it was, you know, it was fine. You know, but Batista came back for one more match. Okay, fine. Kurt Angle had a retirement match that sucked against Baron Corbin. That was stupid. And, uh, but I thought, okay, well, once these guys are gone, now it's going to be, you know, it's going to be nothing but Kevin Owens and Finn Balor and Shinsuke Nakamura and Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa 
and Adam Cole and Brian Danielson and all these guys are going to be on the main roster and it's going to be so exciting. The, the, truly the, the next generation, which I know Danielson at this point, he's like a 20-year veteran. He's not exactly new. Uh, and at this point, none of those guys are new anymore. <laughs> they're, they're veterans, not just of wrestling, but they're veterans of WWE. They were already veterans in the wrestling world when they came and now they're like just WWE veterans. So... Uh, but it's cool to see some of the guy. I'm not so thrilled that Braun Strowman is back, but whatever. But that could mean that Bray Wyatt might be on his way back. I don't know. Maybe Edge will be a part of the Survivor Series. Be cool to see him wrestle one more time. I didn't see a lot of Edge wrestling because his. I mean, I well, I did, I did, I saw quite a few of his matches, but not, uh, you know, none of his, like, big singles stuff. So that that could be neat if he's in Survivor Series. I would imagine that there would be a tag team match with the the Judgment Day against, you know, Mysterio and Edge and and somebody. So, I don't know, could be, could be pretty neat. Could be pretty exciting. Uh, so... All right, it's time to go because the lunch hour is at an end and uh, and I just have so much that I've been procrastinating because this is what every Monday is like. You know, we're at the point where my contract is up in a, in a little over a week, but it's not going to be because there's, you know, the, the project is continuing on into October. So I would imagine, like I said, my contract will probably be extended for another month, maybe even another two months, probably not much more than that. Maybe it'll go to the end of December. I don't know. Maybe it'll just go to the end of October. Either, either way. Um, it's one of those things where I kind of had it mapped out like, all right, contract's going to end September 30th. I'm going to take a couple weeks and rest. And then I'm going to come back to work somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where, but somewhere. And now it's like, I don't even know. I don't know anything that's going on, but I do know that the exhaustion levels, uh, you know, originally thinking that we would be, you know, I'd be winding down my contract and just kind of cleaning stuff up, finishing up in the, you know, the final couple of weeks. And then just like, okay, time to go and just rest for a little bit. But uh, so it's it's just, and, and you know, the hours that uh, that one puts in are pretty significant. And, you know, you work late on a Friday and then you work on a Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, Sunday night, and you get to Monday and it's just, and I'm one of those people with my ADHD that if there's even one meeting and it's at 3.30 in the afternoon, I have a very hard time doing anything because I'm just sitting there waiting for that meeting. It's weird. It's, you know, it's just a weird thing. It's just one of those things. Anyway. Uh, but I have no problem ever doing podcasts. If this was my life, if I got paid, if I could get the exact same <laughs> salary that I have now to just do this, hey, now we're talking, baby. I just, I wish I could just get my fucking voice back. I think uh, between COVID and whatever else, <laughs> that might <coughs> that might be the end. Well, there it is. No, there it is. This is my voice. It's it's mostly still there. Oh, God damn. All right. That's it. War Games is coming to the Survivor Series. I'm so stoked. I'm so pumped. And uh, that's all. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Birthday Boy podcast. Later, Gators.